My name is Pete Cunningham. Uh, I work uh, at Chester University, uh, but for the Royal Yachting Association on their world-class performance plan for the Olympic sailing team. So you are working with uh, essentially who will represent us at London 2012 at the moment? Yeah, we, we haven't selected who's actually going to the Games, but there's a, there's a squad in our performance squad of 45 sailors, so, uh, and I think 16 of them eventually get the Olympic selection. So we're working with a, a big squad. Uh, the Olympic selection process starts this year in June as our first big regatta. It's 18 months until the Games kick off. Presumably things are starting to crank up a notch. What's, what are you doing at the moment with, with the, uh, the Olympic hopefuls? Uh, trying to make sure they're really on, on track as far as the, the fitness side of the, the sport's concerned. We, we, here at Chester, we tend to look after all their fitness, all their nutrition side, uh, making sure that, that we think they're fit uh, and strong as they need to be to win an Olympic medal. And then obviously the sailing part is, is left to the sailing coaches and their, their skills. What sort of things do you look at in terms of sort of fitness and nutrition? What sort of things are, are they, they doing? On the, on the fitness side, uh, all the sailors are required to come to the university every, at least every four months where they have a whole batch of fitness tests, including uh, you know, from really simple things like body weight, uh, you know, skin folds, see how, how much uh, fat they're carrying. Uh, to you know, pretty complicated sort of you know, VO2 max sort of data, you know, lactate threshold data, uh, uh, how strong they are. Uh, so there's a whole batch of fitness tests. Uh, and then we sort of have gold standards where we expect them to uh, achieve in each class. And just as you look around the office here, you can see uh, on the nutrition side, you know, sports supplements is a, is, a, is a massive thing these days. You know, you've got to try to refuel the athlete as soon as you can, uh, make sure they they drink well on the water, they eat well on the water, uh, so they're fully recovered. Sailing's a sport where it's not just a one-off, it's, a, you know, they compete for a period of six or seven days on a day day in, day out basis, so they have to be pretty recovered at the end of each day. I presume the sort of nutritional things and uh, that you give to sailors would be different from, ex for example, someone who's doing a 100-metre sprint. Presumably it's a very different sort of fitness and a very different sort of nutritional diet that they're getting yeah the the, the, the fitness is obviously different you know a, a, a sprinter you know, is, is a pure power athlete but it, it's not too dissimilar you, know, you look at our olympic olympic windsurfers and you look at their physical data their physiological sort of test results they wouldn't be, be that dissimilar to something like an endurance runner or an endurance cyclist you know big oxygen uptakes uh, tend to be very lean sort of individuals don't carry much body fat that's for the males and the females uh, strength's been a little bit more important for them compared to the endurance runners, uh, but but you know in general you know the, the physiological data isn't that dissimilar, uh, and the and the nutrition you know it's 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 all about recovery, putting carbohydrates in people, making sure they're they're fully hydrated. We've actually worked uh, a lot with a, a a company called Science and Sport where we've developed our own hydration drink, uh, which is a, a very salt rich drink, you know, full of electrolytes, uh, not too much calories. So it's, it tends to be a low-calorie, high-sodium, high, high, sodium, high electrolyte sports drink. But that isn't that dissimilar to other sports. You know, uh, so uh, you know, in, in essence, it's, it's pretty similar. Is there a lot of pressure around the sort of sailing specifically? Because at the last Olympics, we did really, really well in sort of sailing and rowing. Is there a sort of a, a bit more pressure, a bit more expectation this time around? The, the home Olympics is always... Uh, quite hard because you know that there you know I've never been involved in the home olympics I don't think any of the sailors obviously haven't so there there is a massive expectation you know for us there's 10 olympic medals at stake in sailing uh, we'd like to think we'd be competitive in all 10 classes so we're not there just to make up the numbers uh, if if on the day if we get a return of 50% so that'd be five medals 
uh, you know, we'd, we'd uh, unofficially would be, you know, we, well, officially would be happy with that. Uh, we'd like to think we could do better than we did in China. And I think in China we got six medals. Uh, I'd, I'd need to check. I'm pretty sure we got six medals. Six out of 11, we lost one of the Olympic classes. So there certainly is pressure on, on everybody and particularly on the sailors. I suppose what our listeners will be wondering is how how's Chichester so involved in this? Obviously, we've got quite a big sailing community around and about, but obviously the 2012 uh, sailing events are going to be down in Weymouth and Portland. Why is Chichester so involved in the um, in preparing the sailors? It's, it's funny. It dates back quite a long time. Chichester's involvement with uh, with quite a few of the Olympic sports. You know, I've, I've worked here since 1993, so that's uh, showing my age now. So that's going on for quite a few years. And uh, Chichester, when when we sort of started back in the in the early 90s, uh, you know, Chichester ha- was and still is a, a very high thought of you know, university as far as sports science is concerned. It's it's, it's had a you know, it's got a lot of really top uh, you know, personnel working here, uh, which which is pretty support pretty supportive for us working on the sailing program if we want to go and chat to another physiologist you know it, it's easy just to you know go and have a coffee with them and swap ideas uh, so it's very much tradition and uh, you know we, we, we don't really want to move away from Chichester although the games is obviously based in uh, in Weymouth a lot of the sailors have traditionally lived around this area and uh, the, those who've lived up north tend to migrate down to the south coast to go to university at the ages of 18 19 and uh, Chichester itself offers sports uh, sabbaticals to uh, elite up-and-coming sports people. And I think we've got two on the sports scholarship program this year, two of our young, uh, one sailor and one windsurfer. So there's quite an incentive to them. You know, they come to the South Coast to go sailing. Uh, the fact that the Olympics is in Weymouth and Portland, you know, Chichester still has a, a, a big input into, into the, into the you know, sports science side of the Olympic sailing program. What's going to happen then? You said the selection process starts in was it June or July. The the, the first uh, Olympic selection event is in June, which is a, a big regatta held at the Olympic venue uh, called the Sail for Gold Regatta, which is is run by the Royal Yachting Association. Uh, probably have a around a thousand sailors. It's an open event, so anybody can uh, can rock up and do it. You obviously have to pre-enter, and that that's the first selection event for for RGB selection uh, trials for the Olympics. Uh, and then the second selection event is the pre-Olympic regatta, also held in Weymouth, which will be a time exactly a year to go to the Olympics. And uh, the combination of the Selfer Gold regatta in June and the Olympic selection event, uh, end of July, beginning of August, the test event, uh, based on the performances in those two regattas, uh, the, the RYA and the BOA could start selecting uh, the competitors in each class for the, for the 2012 Olympics. If they think there is nobody... If they think it's really close in one or two of the classes, they, they've got the then the possibility to extend the trials to the the next major event that that is the uh, the World Championships this year. They're in Perth in December in Australia. And when so when would you roughly expect to have a, a finalised team, if you like? Yeah, it's, it's 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 always hard to say. Uh, it's, there is a certain criteria which obviously has to go through the British Olympic Association. They have the final say on on the selection based on the the RYA's recommendations. We'd like to think the majority of the team would be selected by the end of the Olympic test event, uh, so the end of August, uh, and definitely by the end of December. So that then gives us uh, nine months, eight months to work with the uh, the selected team leading into the Olympics.